Welcome to Radical Australian Community Radio 3CR, streaming live on 3cr.org.au. Corey has become Dale. How are you, Corey? Uh, I'm well, thank you, Joe. How are you? I'm well. You're not as tall as Dale. No, I am not as tall as Dale. And you don't look as strong as Dale. (laughs) Do you think you can do an hour? Yes, I can do an hour, even though I am not as strong as Dale. Um, I'm talking about physically, not mentally. (laughs) True, (laughs) true, true. And that, and that person who's laughing in the background is our special guest, Mr. Yes. Jack Charles. How are you, Jack? Hello, mate. Good to see you. Yeah. Good well, to it's be good here. To see, no, yes, it's good yes. to see you. I good mean, to we're see always you. here. You're not here. Always yeah, here. Yeah. yeah. Now, look, we only and, asked two and happy, questions. Oh, sorry. Oh, Can on. I just say happy NADOC? Oh, yes. Happy NADOC, happy NADOC. Uh, to you both and yeah. uh, to all you mob out there listening. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we're doing special NADOC presentations today. Yeah. Yes. 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 All right. Now, we only asked two questions in the interview. Um, and as you didn't bring your guitar, you're not going to be singing, you tell me. So the first question... Next time I'll bring in the guitar. Good. Yes, Just yes. to orientate listeners, what year were you born? I was born in 43. 43? 1943 oh. at Royal Women's Hospital, Gretna Street, Carlton. Oh, good. Yes. And, you got uh, down that path. <laughs> yes, yes. And like most black fellas at that time around yeah. the community, yeah. we're born there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, um, um, I was uh, taken... To, from there, from my mother there, and uh, snitched like a little lamb from the Royal Woods Hospital and mm. placed into a, a Brunswick uh, City Mission baby's home. Mm. What, what's your first memory? Like you can, um, I, my first memory of... Mm. Uh, of Been uh, on the planet. Uh, living in uh, Box Hill Boys' home right. as, a, as a child. So how, how long were you in the baby's home? Um, two years. Two years. Yes, yes. Right. And, right. And, um, uh, I, since I've, uh, you know, uh, I've virtually started to write my story and out getting information mm-hmm, and re- mm-hmm. researching and that, and uh, there was a little uh, paper that uh, that the city mission had said, uh, we're sorry to see our favourite little Aboriginal boy, Jackie, leave us. He's, got, <laughs> he's two years old, he's gotten bigger, so we have to move him on to Box Hill Boys' home. We wish him well. Right. Words to that effect, almost... Right. You know, yeah. verbatim on that one. Yeah. So that's interesting reading. You know, it is portions it is. of the well, when past. When it's about you, when it's material. about you, yeah, 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 over seventy me. years ago. So I snitched like a little lamb under the assimilation policy. Yeah. You yeah. know, uh, I, I can believe yeah. to be assimilated as the only Aboriginal boy in that home. Yeah. Registered Aboriginal boy in that home for my whole twelve years tenancy. That's who I am. Yeah. That's where I've come from. Right. And my earliest memories of, was of uh, of the the. the, the of the, of the home and how I was raised. Mm, mm. So, did they record your mum's name? Um, I, I, um, I, I found it eventually. Eventually, but... Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, no, I found that through my birth certificate at the Royal Women's Hospital. Right, right. You know, you know if you see, yeah. wanting to make, uh, you know, be yeah. a... You know, member, uh, you know, of community. You've got to have, right. uh, yeah. you know, identity. That's right. That's and that's right. so I went and got that. Yeah. And that, and uh, that opened up a new chapter. And then yeah. Uncle yeah. Jimmy Berg from the Curry Heritage Trust, right. who was also my former parole officer, who right. gave me the evidence mm. from um, and the, the heritage mob of the full extent of my family connections. Mm. So, so what was your mum's name? Blanche, Blanche Charles. Right, and. Uh, mm. And what were her connections? She was a Bunurong lady. Really? Yes, yes, Bunurong. Yeah. And um, um, but uh, she was educated at uh, at Cumbra Mission. I see mm-hmm. pictures of her there. Mm-hmm. 
and that. Um, and she had 13 of us, mm-hmm. uh, two dying at birth. And uh, I found Archie. Mm-hmm. I found two sisters. This was even before I left the home. Right, <laughs> before you left the home. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. but we weren't told that yeah. uh, we were yeah. related. There were incidences yeah. in my growing years being right. whitewashed in the blood of the lamb at the home right. of where I met certain yeah. other kids, yeah. you know, from other institutions and realised yeah. they had the same names. We looked alike. Right. Perhaps we could be brothers yeah. and yeah. sisters. So that was two sisters and yeah. a brother. Right. And that uh, I've since buried those two. Right. You know, what years. were their names? Uh, Bland, uh, 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 the two girls in mm. uh, Winlayton Girls' Home, where right. I first discovered them, mm-hmm. was uh, Esme and Eva Jo Charles. Right. And uh, young Archie, mm-hmm. uh, or, uh, you know, uh, yeah. Uh, came in about a month before I left the Box Hill Boys Home. Mm. My first sighting of other Aboriginal kids had come in. That was the Edwards brothers, Kutcher Edwards and his brothers. But amongst them was a... Uh, well, I was just going on 14 and about to be booted out. So of you were the there home. for 12 years? Yeah, 12 years. What was that like? Well, I've written parts of it, uh, mm-hmm. you know, for the Royal Commission into mm-hmm. childhood sexual abuse and mm-hmm. things like this. I've kept all that, uh, you know, as a hidden dark past uh, from, uh, you know, even my lovers and, uh, you know, my very good friends. You don't talk about that stuff and, no. and that, you know. So uh, I kept all that at bay. Uh, but... Um, uh, I did. Uh, I was on that eternal search uh, mm, for mm. Uh, connection to family, kinship, community, right. mm. and that that was very difficult because uh, it but seemed. Were, 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 you, were you conscious you're an Aboriginal? Oh yes, yeah, very much so. Yes, well, that yes. was pointed out to you every day, was it? Well, yeah, yes, blackfellow <laughs> and all that kind of stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, no, I, you know, I, I lived in that home, and uh, you know. On reflection, yeah. you know, with hit, with hindsight, you yeah. know, I do now write that that mob in there yeah. uh, were all, were my first and foremost yeah. siblings, yeah. and that we got on well. There was no real racist attitudes uh, mm. in amongst that mob uh, because many of them were orphans, yeah. and uh, you know, That's I was right. told I was an orphan, but yeah. I never believed it. Right. You know, totally never believed it, and uh, I think that was the thing. I was a thorn in the side of the Aboriginal to Protection Board. And the, uh, uh, well, I don't know what they were then. Uh, um, well, I was a ward of the state. state at that and it would have been a nuisance yeah, for, a, yeah. you know, a ward of the state to start at 15 yeah, after leaving the yeah, home and working in yeah. the glass beverly yeah, industry yeah, to start I'm, query I'm, yeah. about uh, where, where, where is my family. Family, that's right. Especially in those days. Yeah. I've seen an old bloke tomorrow for lunch, Bill French. I don't know if you know him. He's 97. Wow. And he's a survivor of the Box Hill uh, Boys Home. Wow. And one mm. of his uh, great memories was he was a little lad like you. He wasn't yeah. a big strapping young man. Yeah. And he was born, I think, you know, sometime in the 20s, late, late, what was it, 29 or 30 or something. And he was there all his life. He was an orphan. His father and uh, mother had died. His father was a return <laughs> serviceman. And he said that uh, he always had a, an eternal gratitude to Aboriginal people because some Aboriginal lads at Box Hill took him on yeah. and uh, protected him from the uh, uh, problems yeah. going on, you know? I, I, I would presume that would be Kutcher Edwards. No, this would be uh, about, oh, two decades, before that. about two decades before your time. Oh, right, Box OK, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, you know, I felt that when I was there, we were being raised to be, you know, part of the war effort. Yeah. And that, you know, uh, learning all kinds of signals and all that kind of stuff. stuff, And that, you know. So what happens at 14? 
at 14. When you got booted out, what happened? Booted out and uh, went to live with uh, Widow Murphy and her twin bodgy sons up in Blackburn. Mm -hmm. And I was already connected to a job as a glass beveller in Auburn, Riversdale Road. What's a glass beveller? Uh, Doing edge work on mirrors, making mirrors, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. putting arises on the, the, you know, on... uh, on um, louvers and things right. like this. It was a great job. I, I, you know, I really loved that job. You know, um, my first introduction to Bordville um, was through, you know, our our, um, our our mob at work going to the Tivoli Theatre and all that. The old Tivoli. Every year. Every, every you, year. you remember any of the acts? Eh? Do you remember any of the acts? Any of the acts sticking Yeah, yeah, I remember some of them. And yeah. that, Could uh, you tell us about one or two of them? David, uh, uh, what, I wanted to be one of the singers. You wanted actually. to be? Yes, yes, yes. You already so, had a voice even then? Yes, yes, I was developing a voice. There was yeah. a machine called in the glass beveling, RMS glass, mm. um, uh, called the... Uh, uh, the uh, um, oh, it's a long machine, right? And you there's uh, four grooves where you place four different, you know, uh, panes of glass, and uh, you hook them up to a you know pulley system, mm. and it goes over four different wheels with water dripping on them, right? Um, composite uh, stone, and it cuts from the sharp into the round, right? And that tables, you mm-hmm. know, uh, and that etc. And they're big, and as they're going over the. Uh, um, uh, the, the wheels, as soon as it hits, you know, four of these hit the first grooved wheel, you know, mm-hmm. it, it got awful, you know, uh, racket, yeah. you know, and serious. And uh, so I used to sing in harmony to the, the racket. To, 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 to the racket. And so I got that powerful voice and singing, yeah. hitting the note. And, uh, you know, I, I love singing Frank Sinatra songs, all kinds of songs yeah. through their vaudeville songs, uh, anything yeah. Yeah. that, uh, that uh, fa- fancy, you know, that I fancied on the radio. And that, uh, mm. or what I saw, mm. uh, you know, stayed in my mind, and well, you know, I, you know, I, so, so, I, so I think it was um, that uh, that you know I tried to you know enter as the uh, you know, the sw- flying swallows at fifteen, right. swallows juniors, right. and, yeah. and I remember Brian Naylor. Oh yes, you know, That's saying right. uh, you didn't know how to introduce the only only other person with a deep voice. Jack Charles. Charles. <laughs> <laughs> now, you remember what year that was? Oh, I, I can't remember. Can't remember. Can't remember. Oh, can't remember. So, so but, ha- uh, you know, I mean, uh, my boss, yeah. you know, uh, had the habit of uh, bringing his mates around to meet the little Aboriginal bloke. The oh, back, right, you know? yeah. Oh, Jackie. <laughs> so and then one time he brought around a bloke there in Riversdale Road, Hawthorne, at the mm. RMS class. Mm. He said, uh, Jack, I'd like to meet a friend of mine, John, uh, Don Bradman, meet a mate of mine, Jack Charles. Oh, yeah. you know? <laughs> so I, I shook the hands of Donald Bradman. Yeah, yeah. You know, that was, a, you know, not a big deal for me. I didn't know who he was. Exactly. And yeah. that, and years yeah. later, one of, my, one of my first professional engagements mm, mm. on the ABC was uh, the second one was uh, uh, in, uh, in a series called Behind the Legend. And I had to play Eddie Gilbert, That's right. the fast bowler yeah, from yeah, Sherberg, yeah. who bowled the Don out twice for a duck. Exactly, I remember. And that. here I am, you know, short ass doing yeah, that thing. Yeah. I um, I was really uncomfortable. They took me up to Sydney to Waverley Oval, and uh, I couldn't bowl for nuts. But uh, yeah. so I never saw the series, and yeah. you know, Amy Hill, the documentary maker, yeah. tried to find it, and yeah. we got portions of bar, of uh, the Ben Hall series to yeah. add into the doco yeah. Yeah. and other things. Well, I remember it, actually. I actually met out in a very strange circumstances Eddie Gilbert in 1972. Wow, yes. I was actually a, uh, 
I think a second year medical student or third year medical student in Queensland. And wow. one of our rotation was at the, and it's a very sad story, at the uh, uh, Walston Mental Health Facility. Yes, 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 yes. And, I know. I know it. you remember that place. Yeah, yeah. And Eddie was, by that time, had. Uh, had uh, dementia and uh, psychiatric issues from uh, tertiary syphilis. Wow. Although he had syphilis and they had penicillin in the 50s, he was never treated for it. Wow. And he, and he spent the rest of his lives in this cage with this about another 30 or 40 men in the same situation. It was just, just dark ages stuff. Way of, that's yeah, what a desperate uh, yeah. and, and people even then would say, oh, that's Eddie Gilbert. That's the bloke who bowled out Bradman. They'd yeah, take so, you up and they say, so that's, that's Eddie Gilbert. So, you know? that's, so that's what he gets for yeah. bowling out yeah, the great yeah. guy. <laughs> that's how he, Don't tell he, anyone. Yeah, the last <laughs> of the years of his dark. life. So how long did you last at the glass factory? Uh, for quite a while, three years. Uh, yeah, but right. uh, uh, it all ended when uh, the boys at work cajoled me to head over, over to Fitzroy, Jackie, knowing that I'm a, a so-called orphan, these blokes at work. All mm-hmm. returned soldiers from the Kokoda, right. by the way, mm-hmm. going back to their original jobs. Yep, yep. They were, they were, you know, great bunch and that, you know, taught me the... The way to live with fellow workers, yep, yep. engaging in their social activities yep, and that kind yep, of stuff. So yep. that was another learning curve. But like the widow Murphy, I got to to experience what it's like living as a family member. But mm. all my words and uh, all my uh, uh, questioning about uh, uh, my my family, you know, um, uh, were were to no avail. So the boys at work urged me to check over to Fitzroy and. Normally, I'm I'm supposed to on a payday night, Thursday night, right. take the pay home to Widow Murphy, and that you know. But this time, I I jumped a tram and went into Fitzroy, and and I write. No sooner I had I jumped off the tram in the corner of Derby and Napier and Gertrude Street when this old black fella pulls me up. Charles, you blanchy Charles's boy. I shat myself. <laughs> he grabs me, this old fella, and he hugs me, yeah. and then he ushers me into the nearest hotel. Right. The builder's <laughs> yeah. arms. Ooh, oh, I've yeah. entered another room right. here. Yeah, yeah. Every face in the black seems to be, yeah, you know, yeah. seem to be black, you know. Yeah. And uh, anyone who could, they rushed up to introduce themselves to mm-hmm. me as an uncle and yeah. auntie. Yeah. Uh, uh, a Charles and uh, and uh, you know one old lady even croaked your mum's in swan ill little fella you should go and see her yeah. oh, will I tell her first chance I get yes, right. well I did get home late that night to Mrs Murphy yes. joy oh joy, joy. mum I found mum yeah. <laughs> I expected what her to share my joy but no no such yeah. she wrangles the story out of me yeah. my night in a Fitzroy pub being yeah. recognised as the Charles but worse still uh, a pay packet yeah. ripped open yeah. and a third of it spent which riles at no end and she yeah. comes at me yeah. and that and uh, those people will tell you well I believe them I say raising me hand I was so angry this yeah. is the first evidence yeah. proof mm. you know verbal proof you know witnessed by my own eyes and ears yeah. and that so I was so upset you know and I raised my hand I didn't hit her and I saw the fright in her eyes get to bed she hisses before yeah. back it off yeah. And no sooner had I put on my pyjamas and settled down for the night when she calls me to the front door. A police divvy wagon's parked in the drive right. and I'm tossed in the back right. and driven over to Royal Park Home for Juvenile oh, Offenders. Right. I'm a ward of the state, state, a child of the crown and will be until I'm 18 at that time. Right. And so the woman I've called mum has mm. deemed me unruly and yeah. disobedient. Right. So for the first time locked alone in a cell mm. in Tirana, mm. I cried myself to sleep. It seemed from then on 
all my Christian sensibilities were somewhat blackened. Mm. And it's the first of what became for me a series of incarcerations. Mm. I write that little piece, mate, mm. Mm. you know, in Jack Charles versus the Crown, because it's significant about the fact that, uh, that there are many of us, I'm not the only one, no. right across the landscape, you know, that are on a, on a search for, for their true identity mm. and that. And uh, we, we won't lie down and accept, mm. you know, the fact that uh, we orphans. are orphans. We yeah. are related in that, you know. Mm. So, and so there's a bigger story too. Well, there is. When you left Tirana, did you kind of um, try to find your mum or...? Well, that's, uh, you know, I was in that position now. Yeah. I was uh, getting... Uh, I was 17 mm-hmm. <coughs> when this happened. Almost finished my apprenticeship. Mm. So my boss bails me out. Right. Okay. I go back to work. And then he finds me residence in uh, Glen Ferry. Mm-hmm. Not, you know, within walking distance of work. And that at a uh, gentleman's residence and that. So I'm living there. But there I see all the ex-Box Hill boys' home, Bayswater boys' home, uh, Catholic boys' homes, all hanging around, mm. you know, uh, around Glen Ferry, mm. Auburn Richmond and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, you know, I was into uh, dancing and music, so I used to go to the Ziggsville dances and that, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, one copper, one of the local cops in the Glen Ferry Station, uh, realised, I spoke to my boss and realised, well, the boat is always singing at work, <laughs> enjoys his work and enjoys singing. Yeah. His, his daily task. And uh, so the, the, the Jacks got me on stage at Ziggsville's mm. to... Uh, to sing in a competition and, right. and I won it. You won it. <laughs> yes, yes. And I what did you? What did you? What did you win? Uh, I, I, yeah, well, uh, you know, uh, going towards uh, uh, three wins in a row, and you got a contract with Channel Nine. You oh, know? Excellent. Yeah. So the next week I sang again, you yeah. know, and I won it again, you know. <laughs> and the next week uh, I was ready to go, but the Camberwell police took charge of me. Nobbled <laughs> <laughs> you. You were nobbled with the their inquiries, and so <laughs> I was nobbled. <laughs> <laughs> But all the way, you know, there were tired things coming in, you know, yeah, jazz, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, Jaffe's restaurant up the road, the new bowling club had come into being yeah, yeah. and Glenferry Road, the first bowling club. So what type of thing America. were you singing? Frank huh? Sinatra, all that type of stuff? What were you singing in those days? Uh, you know, love letters in the sand. Right, uh, put your right. sweet letters a little closer to the phone and right. all that kind of stuff. stuff you know, yeah, Jimmy yeah. Reeves and, yeah, and that, because of my voice, it's deep. You know, yeah, you know, so yeah, I like them songs, yeah, right, Johnny yeah, Cash. Yeah. So, so I tried to make my way, you know, in a musical sense and that. But uh, even then, I was, you know, mm. I mean, I was, mm. I did my first bust with uh, a couple of those boys. Mm. One of them talked me into doing my first bust. Mm. So I got busted doing a a a, a self service shop or or, or a, a supermarket over in Hawthorne, mm. near the station there. And yeah, went to jail for that. And that's how I started to return, you know, doing this. And it was a life of crime off and on. Every yeah. time I came out, I was still under uh, Pastor Doug Nicholas's care from from afar. Right. You know, from a distance. So, so how many years did this go on for, in and out, in and out? Uh, for a while, you know, uh-huh. 22. 22. T- times incarcerated. I've got 22 mugshots in the Victorian prison, prison. systems, yeah. faults. 
Emil plucked out yeah. 17 for Bastardy, the documentary. Mm, mm. These, you know, at that time in my addicted mind, yeah. you mm. know, I was just clean from it, you know. Mm. I was thinking, wow, these are great photos. These are yeah, well, photos of my, you know, my missing, uh, you know, equate them to my missing, missing childhood fo- yeah, photos. Yeah, missing youth, that's right. So, you, so know, you, you would have been in Pantridge, wouldn't you? A Pantridge, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've interviewed a few people in, from yeah. Pantridge and I actually, as a doctor, I actually went to Pantridge a number of occasions to see people in the 70s. What was it? What divisions did you get? D division, yeah. B division, A division, F division. So the whole lot. Gee, yeah. yes, yes, well, a few, yeah. What was it like in those days? It was all right, you know. I mean, if you raise it as a borstal, you know, you're a water of the state <laughs> from a childhood, yeah. you know. Yeah. You, you, you become pretty fatalistic once you're locked up. Right. And so, you know, it's either follow the rules or, or get a sharp. You know, uh, yeah. send down, march down the H division, yep, yep. double quick time, yep, yep. and that. No, no, no. So I, uh, so I was easy, and uh, and I felt that I was uh, that I was uh, easily accessible to those who couldn't write. Uh, so they knew that I was a. Uh, you know, uh, so you I had skills. Skills so you I had trade. skills, and yeah. uh, I sold yeah. it for you know uh, mm. uh, tobacco and uh, friendship and uh, mm. protection. Protection. That's Wrote right. the letters to for these and. Mm. And nib and ink. It's great. <laughs> you know, one bloke wanted my my pointy toed ox blood shoes at one stage. Did he? <laughs> oh, I admire those shoes. <laughs> In a deep voice. I didn't know. Towering over you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Standing over me. Sort of like Chopper and that, you know. Yeah, yeah. And that and uh but no, no, um, somebody come up and, uh, so you, didn't get you know, I was already protected. I was a known article when I went into right. uh, into the young offenders yard there, group yard there, right. Yog right. yard, Yogs. And so I was known as so uh, you, you one knew of the, the guy. boys. You knew the guy. Well, already, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Right. And, um, you know, uh, uh, breeze through it, you know, uh, see what they're going to happen in court and that, you know, mm. be mm. very fatalistic about that too. Mm. So, uh, yeah, I... Uh, so was, I, it, was it guilty after guilty plea or did you kind of... Guilty after guilty. I, yeah. uh, you know, I never... Uh, you know, I always owned up. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a trick with me, you know. It's, right. uh, I hadn't realised that I was using Indigenous uh, comprehension here. Mm. Uh, own up, you know. Mm. In Aboriginal law, there are never any mitigating circumstances for, for your crimes. Mm. You owned up to it. Mm. You knew that there was a certain penalty, pu- yeah. pu- you know, punishment for that mm. particular crime, whether mm. it was a nulla nulla to the brain box or a spear mm. in the leg or banishment or whatever. Mm. You have to accept it, and that you know. Mm. So that's the uh, that that's what uh, you know. I've become fully accepted as my role as a self-proclaimed elder, mm. a narangida mm. of. Uh, of the mobs that are in my community, but especially to those that are locked up in our adult prisons and new detention centres. Mm, mm. So I'll I'll, uh, so I'll kind of talk to myself while you have a drink. Have, have a drink, have yep, a proper yep, drink. Yep. I'm just having and a don't, sip don't and choke, don't, don't, don't choke on it. No, no, no. no, no I'm not going to give you mouth to mouth. <laughs> I mean, I think our two beers would kind of, <laughs> we wouldn't. I wouldn't get my mouth <laughs> over yours, <laughs> Jack. So don't joke. Unimaginable. Yeah. Up pictures. So I don't what changed see. things after twenty-two years um, in and out of prison? What do you reckon? Um, I was realising that I, I had a talent for a theatre, mm-hmm. things like this, you know. And um, so at a young age, you know, it, um, I was uh, in the boys' hostel in Cunningham Street, the Gladys Nichols hostel, when I was discovered. Mm-hmm. 
uh, virtually by the new theatre, members of the new theatre, the local chapter down here in Victoria. Yeah, that's, that's the, that's the, the old communist party, the, the new yeah, theatre. That's yeah. the old communist party. The old party. new, yeah, yeah, the pink theatre, as they commonly called them in my yeah, day. that's the right, pink <laughs> the pink theatre. Yeah. Well, you know, this mob wanted uh, a full Aboriginal cast for Lorraine Hansberry's uh, Raisin in the Sun. What, what year was this, do you remember? Um, no, I don't no. know. Well, the 70s? Early or 60s. Early 60s, 60s. Oh, yeah. that early, yeah, early yeah, 60s. Yeah. That would have been quite revolutionary. Well, it was, you know, yeah, to yeah. you know, to bring on an Aboriginal, you know. Yeah. So uh, I was the only one. The others had, uh, you know, didn't want to be in it. Mm. I spoke good English. I, I got elocution lessons in Box Hill. Mm-hmm. So I was, you know... Uh, you know, uh, a little above in, in language and language skills and book I always read, mm-hmm. so I I could read, you know, uh, and I had a go at this. I liked it, you know. So I played uh, Bobo and that uh, thing. I alternated with Ron uh, Northrop and that, and I uh, had a long engagement with the new theatre. Paid me fifty shillings each week and uh, going and that was real money in night. those days. You know, that's a new skill. Uh, yeah. You know, so you know, beside my. Uh, my glass beveling skills, I learnt to do another one acting by, by night, glass beveling by day, alternating. But that would have helped you in prison, wouldn't it? The acting skills? Ah, uh, yes. And in the yes, courts? Yes, yes, we did, uh, you know, I did a play, uh, you know, along with that mob in, in Pentridge there mm-hmm. one time. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that, um, but no, I wasn't, uh, you know, into doing um, plays, you know, mm-hmm. all the time. But I was there when a, a number of these plays, Ray Mooney and all that, uh, yeah. And did their stuff, uh, breezing through, as it were, always on the fringe mm-hmm. of the society within the prison system. Right, because you're in there. Always on the fringe, yeah. kept me distance from everyone, the gangsters, the, right. the heavies, the, mm. uh, the standovers and all that. Uh, I was, uh, well, you're not a uh, big... I was friendly, friendly to them all. Well, you weren't a big you know? bloke, were you? And, uh, and, and very well understood by yeah. them all. Yeah. You know, so, uh, you know, I got on well. well. It's the way to survive. You're not a big bloke. No, no, yeah, no. It's not no. that you could punch your way out of you know, a situation. I mean, I was the man that, you know, quelled many a disturbance, you know, right. saved a, a few lives perhaps, you know, right. by by doing the right thing and finding the uh, fresh uh, uh, syringes rather than, mm-hmm. uh, you know, allowing uh, old syringes to mm-hmm. be used and sharp, well, was, there mu- was, was there much uh, heroin in the prison in those days? Oh, there was a lot, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah eventually, yeah. Is, is that when your habit began? Or? No, no, I did it at the pram factory. Right. That's, oh, right. That's where You're all, experimenting the pram factory. Right, experimenting at experimental <laughs> yeah, at the yeah, factory. Yeah, that was a downfall for a lot of people. Yeah. You, you remember, that, you remember the, the free store across the road at 42 Smith Street? I don't know if you remember. That was in 71, 72, and they were heavily into... They were uh, anarchists had a free store there. They were heavily into heroin. Then they went into. I probably do. And then they know, went into. Then they went into uh, the building society bandits. Oh yes, yeah, I know them. Yeah, I, know, yeah, I knew them. Yeah, 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 I knew them well. Yeah, heroin was there down. Yeah, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, yeah. yeah. I was squatting. I was squatting a building. It was the Archbishop's house in Turak. I'd come down from Brisbane for a few months. This is seventy seven. Oh, yeah. seventy one. Could have been one of the houses. I'd. Uh, could have been. I'd it, was near, it was right or near the railway. in from outside. Yeah, it was right right near the railway station. Yes, I yeah. mean, it was right near the railway line because some of the blokes were a bit mad and they'd kind of lie on the railway track when the train would go over them, you know, yeah, yeah. that type of thing. And I remember one day I was sleeping on the floorboards and this bloke comes in looking for these people and he puts a gun to me and he says, where are they? And I said, who? I don't know, you know. But that's the way it was, wasn't it? Yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. there's a lot of heroin. Yeah, yeah, there, yeah. There was the building society bandits. Yeah. There were a lot yeah. of crime going on in those days. Mm. So when, when did you get out of all this? I had uh, a lot of years in, t- in doing jail time. Yeah, but after, no, after <laughs> 22 years... What made you say, look, this is crap, I need to move on? Well, it was the last sentence, really. You know, I'd, uh, you know, uh, I'd uh, 
I'd uh, uh, was becoming pretty crook, and uh, early two hundred, you know, two thousand, yeah, yeah. and two thousand three, maybe. You know, mm-hmm. I felt that I was losing it sometimes, somehow. So uh, uh, we were still doing the docker. It's heavily addicted, yeah, yeah. and that you know, and uh, uh, so I was a. Uh, I, I was grateful that uh, uh, over the eight years of engaging with Emil, the documentary maker, in the making of uh, Obanon, Bastardy, the Doco, that I was busted twice and did one year jail sentences. They mm-hmm. were kind of a respite, mm-hmm. gave me another lease on life, but it didn't uh, tweak the conscience, uh, except for the last one. I undertook a Murramali program delivered by uh, Lorraine Hansbury and what, What's the Murramali? Murramali program is a program designed to uh, buy and delivered by uh, uh, Artie Lorraine Peters and her daughter over a period of time in my last jail sentence, mm-hmm. just before I left too. Mm-hmm. And it was designed to give you more information and to discuss, you know, uh, 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 why you're in here, your past and who do you think you are do you know who you are and what mob if you know who you are what mob you belong to and then we're given the heads up of of, uh, uh, of areas in our lives where we could have done something that uh, established our true identities but we were headed off at the path by drugs yes. and grog mm. and jail time That's and right. uh, you know uh, uh, family uh, dysfunction and all that kind of stuff. So there was nothing, you know, created in our organisations to eyeball the uh, the uh, the overflow of addictions. In our, in I remember warning the Aboriginal Health Service, the, you know, the Thorpes, that uh, we're, you know, there's a lot of drugs in, in, in you know, and we're, a lot of our people are using them. And so for a while there was a little bit of to- total denial from the VARs. Mm. And etc. Well, in regard to this, so this this is why I've always been a little bit, you know, setback from the community. Besides, mm. you know, I was the firstborn of Blanche Charles. Now Blanche Charles in the fifties, up at the Wiradjuri country at uh, Griffiths uh, in the Blackfella camp, was charged with the murder of Alf Bamplett's father. Mm. Now Alf, you know, um, yes, you know, you, you know who he is. Yeah, and that, yeah, you know. we know Alf. Yeah. There was an incident up there, right. Where this mob had a meeting, yep. and the ultimate meeting, a lot of uh, opium and top shelf, bottom shelf dry, uh, grog was consumed, and they had a meeting, trying to maintain this lost uh, 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 culture and law. Mm-hmm. They realising that the behaviour of this man towards the children and the women in the camp were, were uh, you know, r- right behind the, the ken or interest of the local police force in Griffiths, so they had their own meeting. And, you know, it was decided that uh, this man would have to face the ultimate punishment. Mm. So he was taken out by my mum. Mm. This was as the transcript reads in the High Court, right. clearing my mum mm. of the murder of Alp uh, Bamford's father. So it went actually all the way to the High Court? Uh, well, you know, the High Court cleared my mum right. of that murder mm-hmm. and that, you know. Mm. Did, did uh, you actually meet your mum at any I time? did. I, I found her living... When was that? You know, in an ostracised state mm-hmm. you know, on the Edwards River when I was 19. Right. And uh, uh, I took you know, time off work from the RMS class to do this. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. Alf, Alf Clark, the boss, was realising what I was doing. Once having been released and him looking after me, I wrote letters to the SWAT L police. Mm. 
mm. you know, while I was still working at uh, RMS Glass, you know, mm. Mm. and trying to dodge not being, you know, undertaken by some inspiring young gangster and right, start yes. doing bergs and that. Yeah, so I, yeah. I tried to maintain that yeah, level because yeah. I loved the work. Right. I liked the work ethic, you know. So uh, um, uh, the upshot is that, uh, you know, uh, I said I'd go to the Swan Hill place, well, I've got Christmas holidays coming up or I've got three weeks. Mm-hmm. So I'll come up then. And, that, and my boss heard it and he said, listen, I'll, I'll fly you up, Jack, you know, you can fly up there. You must have been DC a good worker. Nine. You must I was have a good worker, worker. You know, yeah. the only Aboriginal kid there. You yeah. know, and yeah. charming, a singer, you know, yeah. a song, <laughs> a song kid, a song man, <laughs> a song man in the, ri- in the, in the rising. And uh, so, you so I went up. up I flew up at yeah. DC yeah. Nine up there, yeah. and a Swan yeah. Hill sergeant met yeah. me there, and then yeah. delivered me round the back, me and yeah. me bag, yeah. to the Federal Hotel on the other side in New South Wales. And I said, "Wait here, Jack, and I'll get a lift." to take you, it's too far to walk with your bag yeah. out to your mum. But I, I suggest, the Sarge said, that, uh, look, uh, you're playing playing the prodigal son, Jack. Right. So, you know, right. I heard it from the, you know, that yeah. word before mm. in my mm. in my, uh, edu- uh, my Christian upbringing at mm. Box Hill Boys mm. Home, so, mm. so I, I knew what I was. Mm-hmm. And he said, look, you'll get a better chance, a better receipt, you'll be received better if you... Bought a, a carton of Melbourne bitter right. uh, for your mum. Your right. Melbourne, your, your mum likes to drink, Jack. Right. <laughs> so, so, so I bought a, and this old couple yeah. in a great big uh, Ford uh, A30 came and picked me up and drove me right to the property. Right. Uh, she didn't live in the house. She lived in a hump beyond the Edwards River. Right. And that, but the people in the house on that property, you know, she worked for, and the old fellow who looked after her, I can understand why, in reflection, why uh, she was not accepted at the Blackfella camp behind a federal hotel that much, although she used to go and drink with the other ladies there. Yeah. And that I saw all that unfold, mm-hmm. and I thought it was really shocking for me. And drinking, I was still mm-hmm. a little bit of a babe in arms then, puritanical streak. Mm-hmm. My Christian upbringing is right, not, right. not decent. So I went jackarooing for a while up to Fenley and Tokenwall, and then uh, I came back down to Melbourne quickly when... What, when was I, it, what was the what was the meeting like? Uh, very um, uh, well. I I was a little bit uh, pissed off about uh, allowing them to take me. Right. So we argued over that one. Right. You know? yeah. And she didn't tell me, you know, that you know that uh, of you know, there were thirteen. She only informed me because I asked her, "Is there an Esme and Eva, mm. and is there an Arthur?" Mm. Right, because I'd seen these kids. Yep. So all that at nineteen, here I am asking my mum, mm. "Is there an Eva Joe? And mm. is there an Esme? Mm. And is there an Arthur?" Mm. It's now your brother's named Artie, and you have a third sister, Zenep, language for British butterfly. You look out for them, mm. right? Mm. Now she didn't tell me mm. that she birthed thirteen children. Children, yeah, you yeah. know, two dying at birth and six right. now still missing, six. unaccounted for. Right. Mm. I got an idea now. Mm. You know, it was really, just a couple of years ago, I buried David Numanjara, one of our great actors over at Carnarvon. We were at the burial site over there, and mm. some old ladies from Roeburn came up, and uh, they told me there were some Charleses over there. Mm. Mm. You know, and in those days, families were split up and taken to vast distances mm. so that they could be so, either so well adopted or fostered, mm. you know, or so well acclimatised to some other community That's right. and that they never had any interest of discovering yeah. Yeah. their roots like like yeah. some of us do. Yeah. 
Look, have a bit of tea and I'll give a station announcement yeah, so yeah. people know what we're doing. Sweet. This is, this is a, a Radical Australia on Community Radio 3CR. It's 4.37. This program is streaming live on 3cr.org.au. The program is podcast. You can access it later on. Uh, and we're speaking to uh, Mr Jack Charles. Now, Jack... I don't want to dwell on the past. Yes, yes. Because yes. I know you're a man who's, although, you know, you're elderly, 74, yes. aren't you? 73, 74? 74 this year. 74 yes, this yes, year. Yes, yes, yes. But you're still doing lots and lots of and lots of things. What yes. type of things are you doing these days? Well, you know, um, um, I'm uh, now, uh, you know, besides uh, just finished coming, I came, just come back from uh, uh, doing uh, uh, my tour, overseas tour of uh, New York and uh, Toronto. Overseas tour. Overseas tour of Jack Charles versus the Crown. Now, how did that go? It went well. It always mm. goes a hoot when mm. I travel overseas. I've been to the mother bloody country with it first. Mm. It's the Barbican Theatre in London. Yes, two thousand twelve. Yes. Mm. Then over to Dublin the next year, mm-hmm. and then over to uh, Toronto, no, to Vancouver, Ottawa, and Calgary, mm. and, uh, and this year uh, back to Toronto. Mm. Did any and first- New York. Did any First Nations people come? Oh, come, come always. They, you know, yeah. they always, uh, you know, honour me. It's their story, isn't it? It's their story too. It's not just your story. It's their story, yeah. They've heard, uh, you know, yeah. bastardy we like to show uh, before I arrive <laughs> in the town. Right. You know, and uh, so they all know who I am and we give him great welcome to country with men and women bashing right. on the drum and... You know, chanting their tits off. It's so <laughs> hair-raising and yeah. so move, you know, yeah. moving yeah. to be welcomed in this manner, and that and personal gifts and shrouded with blankets and beads <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. And it's beyond my, you know, any normal person's comprehension. The, the kind of welcome you get from right. these Canadians yes. and that. So, uh, uh, but uh, this year, uh, I uh, I wanted to go to uh, Toronto just to visit a prison first. Mm-hmm. So Rachel Mazza and I flew to Toronto to visit the Beavers Creek Institution, which is a high-security, low- and medium-security prison. And I just wanted to have a gig, a Captain Cook, at what yeah, they yeah, do yeah. for their First Nation prisoners and yeah. out there. Because I heard about things. I heard this was happening. Mm-hmm. And I, we, we were invited at the gate by two gentlemen, uh, one young and one older, and uh, uh, the father and son, and uh, they got keys jangling on them, and they're Indian. Mm-hmm. So they've got locked into their prison system the, uh, the for chiefs, the local chiefs, chiefs right. to enter the jails at will uh, for their uh, programs mm-hmm. to reinstitute, reinstitute uh, perhaps grogged up, locked up, uh, you know, uh, iced up, mm-hmm. you know, drugged up, crime, yep. cr- crime, you know, uh, criminal, you know, uh, uh, dreamings, lost mm-hmm. dreamings mm-hmm. and that. It even got a sweat lodge in the back. And they and the, gave me a great welcome to country on a humongous drum. Right. <laughs> yeah, 12 of them singing, and one young fella, mm. the main lead. And mm. I saw the nod given by the elder one to this one. I mm. take, all, take all this in mm. because, you know, this is what I, I'm here for, mm. to observe, to keep a black watch on what... You know, this mm. mob here, the first mob who gave us our stolen generations policy. Here yeah. I am yeah. in their country now, yeah. witnessing what the after effects of part of that, that in a prison situation. And that, that was hair raising, this young fella doing life. You know, I spoke to him later. Mm. He said, Jack, when you do life over here, I've got to do life. So I know you're going to New York tomorrow. So could you go down to the Hudson, you know, for me and uh, pick up a stone? And uh, think of me as you throw it into the Hudson. 
Mm. I said, Jesus, you, you've asked the right question. I can do that because I'm going to have a squiz where that plane landed on the Hudson right. down there, you know. Mm. Mm. Uh, that's before I do the, the bull and the little girl in Wall Street mm. and the Trump Tower bit, you know. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So why, why did he want the stone thrown in the Hudson? Why did he want the stone thrown in the Hudson? Just a connection. Just a connection. To, uh, you know, I'm thinking so he's, so he's yeah. getting out yeah. of prison. He's, no, he'd never uh, get out. No, no, but I mean the fact yeah. that you were throwing the stone yeah, on his yeah, behalf, you know, yes, felt yes. That, that liberation. That he could, uh, you know, have yeah. somebody, you know, yeah, yeah. do something for him. Yeah. You know, yeah. significant as that, you yeah. know. Yeah. Keep, you know, keep, you know, our thoughts, keep mm. him, mm. you know, centred mm. in that way, you know. Uh, but, then, you know, I noticed that uh, this couldn't have happened uh, upon, you know, asking how how is it possible because I also visited the local Beavers Creek Men's Shed Program, mm-hmm. the Men's and Women's Shed Program. There's a, you know, a medical service there, housing, so much, a big house, right. fully funded, right. permanently funded, in, yep. locked yep. in the yep. funding in yep. prisons and, yep. Uh, yep. and uh, community centres. Um, this only came about because Canada had to change their constitution to fit in with the treaty. That's right. That the, yeah. the first the yeah. first mobs That's and the, the big difference, isn't it? That's, That's the, the big, big difference. difference. You yeah. see, we would have this here mm. if we had a treaty yeah. that we would have elders, yeah. you know, in each capital city going into the top jails, into the, the city prisons and, uh, yeah. and uh, of, you know, uh, police prisons and, uh, and the courts. Well, that's and the big difference. larger presence yeah. than that, you yeah. know. When you look at, look at the uh, Maoris in uh, New Zealand and look at Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders here in Australia, that, that treaty is just the, the linchpin that they've got to change because all those tribal groups in North America and even in the United States have signed treaties, even if the government of the day doesn't want to... Uh, no, no, they don't respect uh, no. all the, many parts of it. But I noticed that with the prisons, yeah. uh, that's locked in solid, yeah. and it seems to be working. Well, it's cheaper for them. So People I come back fully yeah. armed with this information. Oh, oh by the way, uh, after Canada, of course, I arrive in New York. Oh, right. I'm fully prepared. <laughs> fully prepared. I've even had you know a letter. You know, from the Victorian police, oh, right. glowing reports on what. Oh, right. I'm dying to pull all this information out from all these other actors yeah, yeah, and personalities yeah, and, yeah, that and yeah. government people and that. You know, saying why I should why I should go in there. And uh, the big African Americans, I was directed where the usual suspects go. You know, the second <laughs> gate. And uh, and I was expecting it, and uh, but no, no, the big African American. You know, he said, no, no, Mr. Charles, leave all that. In your bag there, I don't really want to see that. Mr. Charles, look, I've been Googling you. you. <laughs> <laughs> and on the strength of that, he said, Mr. Charles, you have led an amazing life and I like what you do. Welcome Bam. to New York. York. Very short. Very short. Very short yeah, thrift. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, you know, and I, I really felt, uh, yeah. you know, that, oh, yes, indeed, uh, oh. you know, over here on Treasured, uh, yeah. acknowledged and honoured. By uh, you know the African American bloke yeah. sitting in customs, yeah, which is know. well, it's important. It's very important. Very yeah, important yeah, that yeah, ordinary yeah. people, people just doing their jobs, know yeah. who you are, what yeah. you've done, yeah, what yeah. you're going to do. Yeah. I mean that's 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 exceptionally important because it means you've broken out of that celebrity bubble. Yes, yeah, yeah, because yeah, it is yeah. a bubble. It's very yeah, easy yeah. to get trapped in it. Yeah. Well, I'm very careful about not being too, uh, yeah. you know, well, 
you can't not, help not having being, too many tickets you can't on help yourself. being yeah. celebrated by so many people you know yeah, you, yeah. You, I go to Barclay Street to, yeah. you know Barclay Square or yeah, Northcote yeah. Plaza or yeah. the one over south you know yeah. over there North, yeah. well, Northland I was, I was a bit and that and yeah. uh, you know because I, I like to sit in amongst crowds and yeah. be yeah. an observer but yeah. I also like them coming up to me <laughs> wanting selfies with me talking yeah. to me yeah. and that you know so knowing full well that uh, you know that uh, their chosen one, yeah. their golden child for 2016 the as the 2016 Senior Victorian yeah. Australian of the Year yeah. is walking and talking amongst, amongst them. them. <laughs> <laughs> I like that notion. Well, Jack, I was so a, do they? Yeah. Well, Jack, I was shocked when you came here to three CR. I expected you to be, you know, in, in a chauffeur-driven limousine, <laughs> and you turn up on this little. Yellow Vespa. <laughs> Virtually a Vespa, no. What is uh, it? They call them auxiliary-powered bikes. Auxiliary-powered yeah, bikes for old people. Yeah. So what, the new model I've got here, <laughs> you know, bright yellow, matches a streak down my back. Yeah, that's why that, got... But bright yellow and uh, it... Uh, uh, it, it'll go 16 on the throttle, yeah, yeah. although I'll get them to do it, yeah, do it faster. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and um, and uh, once you start pedalling, it'll yeah, zoom up to 35. Yeah. And I'm amazed you manage it. You ride the bike lanes in the shared yeah, put paths, and yeah, uh, those yeah. in Lycra uh, are still not happy with us. No, but and that they, they scream. Yeah, uh, you're you know, kind of worried. Insults at us. Uh, and, look, I'm very, I'm very impressed you got your. But I, you know, I tell them, I ride yeah. around and chase these, uh, you know, these the people Lycra in people. Lycra and tell yeah. them. This uh, riding track and this uh, shared bike path is shared between Aboriginals and uh, white fellows. So, so yeah. if you, I tell them. Well, I'm impressed. I, you know, I, I'm not the full quid. Oh, you're not. Full I don't like being called no. an idiot. Well, 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 well you're playing. Bike, you're playing you know? the old man kind of role. You're not the full quid. You know. Well, I'm, I'm not the full quid mentally yeah, to the, accept. Oh, you know, right. comments uh-huh. that are irresponsibly uh, given to me to make shame, try and shame me riding my bike on the shared footpaths. <laughs> You know, you know, I, you know, I'm not the full quid. Yeah. I, I, I'm intolerant to that kind of behaviour. Yeah, no, I pull back from it. Yeah. You know, well, you got uh, a fluorescent jacket it, on. They eh? should see you got a fluorescent jacket on. Tell them to piss off. Oh yes, no, 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 no. They, you know, but they're used to it now yeah. uh, because uh, you know many of them are. The, you know, I've told them, look, please check with the road traffic authority in regards to these bikes. Yeah. You've taken a photo of them, so send it in there and ask them, are they legal? Mm. I've had to tell a few people this. No. <laughs> Instead of rah rah rahing at them, just inform them gently, like I informed the police yes. of uh, Richmond, Collingwood, Northcote, and Fitzroy police stations. There's to stop harassing the old ones that are riding these, because indeed they are legal. Mm. We know you've been lying to us, telling yeah. me personally that yeah. they were uh, not legal, legal. Yeah. and uh, that uh, it was against the law to ride these yeah. on the yeah. shared footpaths. Well, you know, they were not in knowledge of the full. You know, our, 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 you know, RTO, yeah. uh, you know, uh, uh, description of these bikes. They're called auxiliary-powered bikes, not a moped. No, no, not a scooter. Bike, yeah. uh, not a whatever yeah, else, but yeah. they've been around it's got for bikes ages, and yeah. only a 200-watt motor in the yeah, rear wheel. Yeah. The difference between yours and an old-fashioned 50s one, which a lot of people used to ride in the 50s, was that you got this beautiful yellow cover over it. Yes, yes. <laughs> That's yes, the yes. only difference. It's the same. Yeah, and, and, it, 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 and, you know, it looks, to me, it looks... Yeah, I thought Fantastic. it was a Vespa. Yeah. To me, but I get a lot of young mums around, you know, yeah. eyeballing it with a distinct, you know, air of, of you know... Of panic, a, panic, a, yeah. You know, panic yeah, and yeah. Uh, uh, querying as to why that bike's on the thing. Yeah. But, uh, you yeah. know, I, I feel that uh, on this one I'm peddling. 
Right. So I'm using my legs, and you know, that old saying, if you don't use them, you lose, you lose them. them. Yeah. So I'm getting yeah. older, so I'm yeah. using my legs. I'm pedalling it. Good. And that, and I'm not pedalling in any great yeah. pressure. Yeah. Or you, that, you, you, don't see, you don't. You don't run across Gary Foley. I right. Uh, uh, pedalling his bike, do you? Uh, yeah, I do. I do <laughs> see him. He's parked up. Ned Watson's there on a Friday yeah. night yeah. after work. Yeah. He's yeah. there regularly. <laughs> That's where you can spot him. Uh, on or his bike. down in Sunday morning yeah. opposite uh, yeah. Fairfield, having his brekkie there yeah. and. Uh, on his Holding court in that cafe uh, outside, yeah. and that you know, this is the way to get Foley in that you know, the yeah. great tutorialist. Yeah. yeah. Now, getting back to serious things you're doing, what type of serious things you're doing these days here in Melbourne and well, Australia? Well, it's serious mm. enough, you know. Mm. You know, the, our institutions, our youth detention centres, have uh, have uh, failed uh, our young ones, and that um, Office of Corrections, Department of Human Services. Uh, have now, you know, have to come to grips with this problem. Worst of the worst, many of these prisoners are being called, and everybody, all prisoners, all these young ones are being lumped under the same characterisation, which is wrong. And that. So uh, the the notion to uh, address this matter by char- taking them into an adult prison was wrong and legally, you know, bound to uh, have them returned to Malmesbury, mm-hmm. and that while they rebuild that park down there in uh, in Parkville, mm. and I was there with Archie Roach visiting those fellas when the first riot started last year, and so we got a lot of information even then, you know, of what's the missing element here, and that, and that is uh, no funding, no you know uh, uh, funding for uh, uh, staff to uh, you know once. If a staff member didn't turn up at uh, Tirana there or in, in Parkville to escort them from A to B, you know, from their their, mm. their units to yep. their, their, you know, the room where they're going to do their school or rehabilitation program or visit us, you know, mm. if there's no officer doing that, then uh, it's an instant 23, 21-hour lockdown. And that's, uh, you know, and these young minds, especially those that are on ice, you know, are very intolerant. And I could, you know, you know, object very strenuously to the point of violence, and uh, you know, uh, uh, the kind of violence that uh, those trapped behind prisons and walls, mm, mm. and that you know, young impressionable minds, you know, they can take it to levels quite, you know, unprecedented by Department of Human Service personnel, and that local security mob incapable of dealing with this. The notion that uh, that uh, that uh, we need to reinvest into uh, properly funding the personnel the, the, you know of, you know who look after these kids and that make sure that there's always somebody you know and, and you know find new ways of doing it mm. take you know give them the sense so, uh, of you, responsibilities you, in yeah. their own right to walk from a to b without any escort yeah. it's a tight little enclosure yeah. you know but these fellows now are now have to learn a new way of life the Department of Human Services in this arena now, Youth Detention Centre, is no more. They're being retrained as Office of Corrections personnel. So the Loddon uh, uh, Management or CEO of Loddon Prison now is the uh, CEO of uh, the Department of Office of Corrections for the Youth Detention. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, people don't understand how important this is, that the fact that they've been transferred from human services to the prison yes, system. Yeah, yeah. 
Huge difference. Yeah. Huge difference in treating young people. We're not talking about, you know, hardened criminals. We're talking yeah. about young kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah. you know, we've obviously we've had a lot of lot of issues. So what you and Archie are doing something about this. What, what, yes, what, yeah, so what, he, what have you got involved he, he's in? He's had an Archie Roach Foundation for a while. So, right. I've heard about it and mm-hmm. that, you know, and I have joined him occasional NAIDOC week in there yeah. with him. But now, uh, you know, he's asked me to come on board and speak up as his special roving ambassador for the foundation and a, and a board member now. Right. And we've gathered a, a small group of uh, council of elders we need. Uh, and we need more input, more women too. But we're only at the beginning of these. These things work slowly. You know, uh, and, and, and who knows where it'll go, but mm-hmm. eventually, mm-hmm. you know, we haven't, uh, you know, uh, placed ourselves in the, you know into government and started. Uh, I need an audience with Daniel Andrews, Office of Corrections, Aboriginal Affairs, Victoria, mm. Aboriginal Justice, and White Justice, mm. and that to start uh, bashing out some ideas mm. to to, to uh, lock in uh, elder presence. You know, people. There are young ones at the Men's Shed program that are already auspiced through Aboriginal. Uh, uh, health service, men's head program, they should be trained up to uh, do something uh, in our youth detention centres. They're all young fellows over there mm. and that, but mm. I can't see it on their radar. Right. It's never been on their radar. Uh, they've got, you know, nephews and nieces and sons and daughters mm. in our services are locked up in jail. Mm. So the point is, you know, it has to come down to the elders. And we're adding in that missing link in these fellows and these girls' lives by allowing them to note, to take, you know, take particular, you know, care uh, in, 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 in allowing us to come into their lives in a prison setting mm-hmm. and start working with them. We want to, you know, we want them to have confidence in, in people from the Archie Roach Foundation, mm. working harmoniously, we like to believe, with the local Aboriginal liaison bloke or woman yep. in these institutions and that, you know, that uh, we have a lot to say because we know them and we want to develop programs, you know, even to be suggested by Melbourne magistrates that, you know, if they are to undertake a period of sentencing and time in prisons, that they undertake a journey of their, of their own, who do you think you really you are, journey. Just, just like the same journey you took. Yes, yes. When you, so you changed up, your whole we'll attitude. We'll hook them up, and Jimmy yeah. Berg's up for this. Yeah. Well, he doesn't run the the right. uh, the uh, uh, Curry Heritage Service anymore. Mm. But uh, I spoke to a couple of personnel, and I said, oh, it's a great idea. Mm. Many of these kids don't know. I mean, mm. Mm. there was a kid, you know, still stuck in that adult prison, because the officers in the adult prisons had declared him not to be Aboriginal. Right. And that's so there needs to be, you know, a cross-cultural Aboriginal awareness pro- program delivered mm. in, by, by an Aboriginal mm. person mm. into uh, an Aboriginal Torres Strait Islander person yeah. into Office of Corrections. Yeah. And, boy, I, I'm sure they've got Aboriginal personnel on their staff. Well, this bloke should be undertaking that uh, learning curve. That's right. Not now, only turning keys, but also yeah. educating his That's fellow right. officers. Yeah, now, uh, Jack, we've only got two or three minutes. Have you got any part? Have I been raving that long? No, no, no. You're it's only, it's only been an hour, mate. Uh, we'll, bring, yeah. we'll bring you in another time if you've oh, got I'd time. Love to. Yeah, we'll do yeah. another hour later on. Yeah, but the, the Archie Roach's Foundation is very important. How, how do people contact it? This is revolutionary. How, how, how do they contact it? 
Um, I, I, they haven't given me that information. Well, we'll yet. get it. We'll get it. We'll okay. get it off them and we'll Check do it. Check up with uh, yeah. you know, Jill yeah. Shelton, yeah. Uh, looking after Uncle Archie Roach, okay? All right, they'll do all that. And that but that's why I went, yeah. I'm putting myself out yeah. and expanding on, on this uh, revolutionary ideas yeah. that elders uh, be allowed, regardless of their criminal past, to go into uh, yeah. uh, institutions, into local police stations right. and that at will right. with a gold shield or a card to yeah. say uh, yeah. that I have right. It's yeah. a right of passage for elders to be able to go yeah, in. It's, it's like we it, could save lives yeah, we and could. we could save a lot of money. Yeah. And, and, you know, I know the yeah. prison industry is relying on these kids coming in. That's right. It she can't survive unless they some. became dedicated recidivists. No, 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 Look, just, I'm, I'm really expanding and running. Now, no, Jack, 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 one so minute, sorry. one minute, parting thought for our listeners. Um, Go on. Um, uh, keep an eye keep. On, 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 on what is happening in Aboriginal Australia nowadays. There are a lot of people all across the country that do, are doing great things to educate and inform, and especially with the latest uh, news that uh, these uh, uh, the ma- massacre sites have been noted and placed over the map of Victoria and New mm-hmm. South Wales and mm-hmm. Queensland. These are important for Indigenous history. Mm-hmm. You know, we can never be a true, you know, Cunts are reconciled, you know, with, uh, across each other, with each other, oh, you've got to unless this past. history you've got was taught. Australia's got to go through yeah. its own kind of Truth and Reconciliation yeah. Commission right. by adding truth in history onto schools' curriculums. Thank you, Jack. I'm sorry the time has run out. Thank you. <laughs> we'll, we'll bring you in later on in the year if you want to come in. Oh, it'll be a pleasure. Yeah, it'll yeah, be great. Yeah. Great yarn. Thank yeah. you very much. And uh, hopefully we had more than three listeners. <laughs> and <laughs> we I'm should sure be right. All, th- all three would have enjoyed. Oh, exactly. Yeah. The hour, and they would have learnt something. That's the key, not yeah. just enjoy but learn. That's what Radical Australia is about. Thank you very much, Jack Charles. Thank you, Corey, very much Thank for organising Mr Charles to Thank come you. in and talk to us. She She's a very great producer, Corey. Oh, she never gets the respect she deserves from me, no. but she is today publicly. <laughs> Thank you very much, Corey. Well, and, it was my uh, pleasure too, Corey, you know. Yes, yes. yes. Okay. Thank you.